Now, it's the best of Ricky Gervais' Deadly Serious. <laughs> comedy and stand-up. Yeah. Um, well, uh, because I started so late um, in comedy, and uh, I, I sort of, I suppose, had some very, very lucky breaks, and I was already 40, I haven't got any tales of you know, tragedy or embarrassment or in the, you know what I mean? I'd sure. already sort of ruled those out, but yeah. luckily you two guys started young. So you've got millions, I They're hope. Completely oh my God. mentally scarred. Yeah. So, so, so things like worst gigs and worst sort of interviews and worst auditions. Yeah. Have we got any of those? Well, the gigs like, I think we all end up taking gigs that are anywhere when we start. So you yeah. say yes to everything. And I, I was doing gigs like, you know, in like Oxfam bookshops and like, you know, okay. at, music festivals and I, I did one in in these woods it was in the Felfoot woods and there was a music festival there for the whole weekend and I've been asked by a promoter to get like you know three or four acts to come and do comedy around a campfire which is such an awful idea now when it's worded like that but like back then I thought yeah any you know it gives me some stage time you have to go off and try some stuff out so I said yes to it and we turned up when we were supposed but is to... there a point where you think actually that's not a good idea Mm. But that's good that it's not a good idea because right. I'm a comedian and I want to put myself in these awkward positions. Oh, no. 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 I, I, never, oh, really? I never ever wanted to put myself in positions like that would go badly. Really? Um, no, no, yeah. no, nor did I. But, like, but like, <laughs> even just for comedy or, or anything right. like that, I genuinely, I was quite, I was definitely very twee. And, you know, 23, I was a bit more, you know, idealistic and whatever. And I thought that comedy around a campfire would be this lovely thing where everyone would like, you know, connect with all and it wouldn't be a bunch of jaded, cynical people who think stand ups are dickheads and don't want to see stand up, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like yeah. when we got there the campfire thing was scrapped anyway. So the, the promoter said, um basically, you know, there's been a curfew, so it's been imposed because it's been too loud the previous two nights. This is the last night of the festival now. Uh ten o'clock curfew, so we've got to stop the music then, which the audience aren't expecting. So we want to keep the entertainment going. So if you guys can just basically close the weekend doing stand-up. So now you're coming on to a very disappointed To a bunch crowd. of people who, <laughs> who want didn't there want, to be did, music. Didn't, not, not actively don't want stand-up, they want something else. Don't want it, but there's perfect. no other choice. This is the perfect gig. So <laughs> first of all, Barry walks on. Barry is a guy who owns the Felfoot Woods, and he's an old boy, and he's been closing every single night so far after the headliners by reading a poem, yeah. and they love him. And so he goes on to introduce us, but they start shouting out, Barry, they're going crazy. Whooping and cheering, read us a poem. You're like, oh, I can't read you a poem because um, I'm going to introduce some comedians. And, and uh, do they love him or is this like a, a little, ir- a, not an ironic, no. he's the guy. So they absolutely, this is Absolutely he's love. And he's been doing like, you know, almost like John Cooper Clark poetry. At oh, the so he's good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I see. He's not, he's not an eccentric who does this. And yeah. they, I see. Right. They so love, he's actually, they really like great, him. Great, great. And he goes on can't read a poem because I've got to introduce some comedians and just straight away tell them to fuck off like really loud (laughs) then they all start shouting it's it's always good to apologise for what you've got to do now I'm sorry I can't give you a poem that you love I've got to do something that's not as good that you won't like is that okay guys I've been told I've got to bring these comics on I've got to do it I'm sorry that's great it's not what either of us want (laughs) I know they're here here now (laughs) they're shouting they're all shouting fuck off no comedy over and over again oh god he, he eventually relents and goes, okay, I'll do one poem. And they go berserk. And he does a poem called Into the Woods. And they love it. At the end of it, just like they go even more berserk. A guy jumps on stage and points at Barry with two hands just to be like, just so everyone knows this is who we're applauding. This is the guy we like. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then the comedy starts. And, and we are 
so there's no microphone because there's a curfew. So there's, no, there's lights, but we're on the floor and the audience are all on this hillside uh, towering above us, all looking down at us Brilliant. this hillside. And they've all been doing mushrooms for three days straight. Oh, my God. And I'm first on. And I walk on. I've got some marshmallows that we were going to hand out around the campfire. But I walk on with 10 bags of marshmallows, just throwing them into the audience like <laughs> steaks to a pride of lions because they're booing me on stage. All, so I get booed on stage. They're heckling for the whole thing. The main guy heckling who got to us all, and it's a genius. If anyone wants to know how to heckle the comedians, it's the way to do it. Don't shout out so everyone can hear you. Speak at a volume that only the comic can hear. Brilliant. That you absolutely... So for my whole set, this Brilliant. guy was there, long hair and a beard, just sitting there going, yeah, you can suck my dick, mate. <laughs> yeah. At that level. But always so... suck his dick. So after everything, he'd go, yeah, suck my dick, though. <laughs> and he just kept on saying... That's amazing. Yeah, suck my dick, mate. All the time. And I'd kind of look at him, I was like, no, I'm not going to... And then kind of carry on doing my stuff. <laughs> And he did that for everyone. Everyone who went on, he was telling them that they, they can suck his dick. Maybe uh, he really did want someone to suck his dick. Have you thought not, of that? Well. You thought it was a, a cry for help? Well, yeah. It could have <laughs> Has been. that ever worked? No. Nope. Well, nope. I mean, this man, he, he, was, he kept it low profile for that long. But then during the last act, he walks around the back of the stage towards me. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to do what you're about to ask me to do, mate. <laughs> Comes up to me. But he goes, um, oh, my God, so suddenly he's friendly. How's it going? Good, great game. Uh, he went, can I go on? Can I, can I do some stand-up? And we're like, are you a comedian? He went, no, I've never done it before. It'd be, be fun, a bit of fun. And I was like, yeah, okay. Because <laughs> I hated him. I hated this man. Yeah, I was thinking this is going to be the best punishment ever. Yeah. yeah. I, I'll tell you a story after this. I've done this. Right, go yeah. on. Yeah, I was like, on. yeah, absolutely, you can do it. So I, I was like, what's your, what's your name? He said, Ribo, which I never heard before since that name. Even, even though I'd never heard that name before, I probably could have guessed that was his yeah. name. I went on, introduced him. But when I introduced him, they go crazy again, like it's Barry again. So it's like... I start thinking, oh, he's been making friends all weekend. They fucking love Ribo. I'm about, he's about to smash it, and we've all died. Sure. And he goes on, and he goes, uh, there's a couple having sex in the tent next to me last night. And at one point, I heard the man shout out, I'm going to come in your pussy. Oh. Oh. Awful. Oh, Awkward. No. Everyone's quiet. Everyone's looking appalled. He's standing there confused as to why that didn't get a laugh. I kind of walk on and go... Um, Ribo's is over now. Like, <laughs> let's just let's just go now. And he goes, he looks really sad, and he kind of like, let's give me one more chance. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh, no. I, I, I want to do one more, one more joke, just one more joke. Oh. And I'm like, I, I don't get the first joke. No, it's not a joke. <laughs> right? Okay, yeah, okay, it's good. not a joke. Good. It's literally. <laughs> what do you mean by more? All that, <laughs> yeah. all that guy is doing. Is, is saying his story. story. So that was a true story as true well. True story. So the night before, he'd been in his tent, he'd heard this. Not even that much of an unusual thing to say during sex, no, actually. I'd say it's the only acceptable place it is it to is say. It is a little bit weird because, <laughs> because it's again, it's a commentary on what's happening, I assume. <laughs> I mean, if you if you if you if you shout it across, you know, a table in a restaurant, that's a that's a, a yeah, that's harder, I know, but yeah. I'm thinking about this bloke in the tent, right? Yeah. I'm just gonna go back I'm gonna go be back yeah. to you and Ribo. So there's a bloke in the tent, right, in the middle of lots of other tents, shouting yeah. to a woman, I'm gonna come in your pussy. Yeah, sure. Oh my god. Yeah. Right, okay. I mean I, I Was there it. was there a woman? Yeah, yeah. Was this like, <laughs> <laughs> just there. It's there. worse than Rival Road. It was cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, he he has a go at um the classic "I'm going to come in your pussy" gag. Yeah, we've and all it, tried it. It doesn't go it doesn't well. Doesn't go as well as it usually should. Right. Silence. Begs me to do another joke. I say, okay, you can do one more. 
and I take one step away from him, but I'm still on the stage. I'm not, you know, that's a long way to the side of the stage. <laughs> one step away from him, and he starts his joke before I've left the stage. And so his joke, he, ra- he faces the audience, raises his arms in the air, and then instantly drops his trousers. <laughs> oh, no! So now he's just there in his boxer shorts. And, oh. I, and I'm kind of frozen to the spot looking at him. I don't think he understands the concept of a joke. I don't think he knows what yeah. a joke is, Ricky. There's no way. There's no way. My knew there's what no is. structure. Yeah. And there's no nuance. There's yeah. no misdirection. Yeah, yeah go on. It's just, so then he, then he spins round. He slowly turns round with trousers on his ankles. So that his, his back's facing the audience. Then he drops his boxer shorts. So then right. it's just his bare ass at the audience. Right. And then he rotates again towards them. And I've seen... Bad penises before. Oh, it was this a, oh, oh yeah. my god! It's the worst I've ever seen. Why? There was like a like a kind of angle. There was like a corner in it. Like it was. It was like. So what you mean? It was bent. It was bent, and also one of the comics on the bill, Chris Boyd, comedian and wordsmith, described it as ninety percent bell end. It was like. <laughs> so, it was like <laughs> that was that's not Ribo he was describing. No, this was another comic who afterwards when we chatted about it. <laughs> Yeah, we think, were all like, I think Ribo is 90% better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so what do you mean? It has a, it's, it's got a huge head. Huge like head. A, like a, and like then a, this tiny shaft. Like a pear yeah, connected yeah. above. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, and resting on the testicles. And then the 10% that isn't the bell end has a corner in it. Oh. So it's like, it's this really weird... Just like it just doesn't. It, it, Can I just say that on days. this podcast we've had Richard Dawkins and <laughs> Professor Brian Cox, and they didn't do anything like this. So <laughs> it's great to have you. So 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 ninety percent. But I can imagine it now. So really uh, bad. Really okay. small. Like you know, so been in drugs for like three days. Uh, right. <laughs> so uh, um, just out of interest, um, the testicles. What were they doing? Uh, they were just they were hanging there. Just, they're normal. Actually, classic. Were they classic they testicles? They were pretty classic. They weren't. Uh, uh, no one had any qualms about the testicles. It was like. I okay, am Imagine he wasn't one of those people him. that groom. I imagine there was a oh. there was a lot of hair down there. A lot of hair down there, and uh, just a hairy man in general. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, did did not look good. Right. And the audience obviously hated it as soon as they saw it. Yeah. They're, Again, they're, 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 they're probably missing the joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're going to get the subtle. <laughs> <laughs> There's a yeah. lot of subtext going on. It, they're it, not it, into it. It's irony. Yeah, yeah guys. It's a metaphor. <laughs> Chill out. Yeah. Um, the like external he, mirrors the internal. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He was so surprised at the booing. So he looked down at his dick, almost to check. I've definitely got my dick out, right? Like, uh, well, <laughs> yeah. why am I getting this response? <laughs> but then decides, he sees it, and he does it. He also goes, oh, actually, that's not that's not on. That's an awful looking dick. I didn't, I didn't know it, it was looking like this today. Right. So he tries to make it look better. What do you no, mean? Uh, what no. do you mean? So it's like he looks down and goes, he was trying to. He was. What, what was his method of making it look better? Putting a hat on it? No, you no. know what it was. He was fluffing it up. He was oh, fluffing oh, it up. He started, oh, yeah. it, it, so I'm, hold on. No, I'm still on stage. Sorry, this this is masturbation now. <laughs> yeah. Surely. Uh, oh yeah. Scientifically, it's known as masturbation. So he started. <laughs> started. Scientifically. <laughs> scientifically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it suddenly turned into a TED talk. <laughs> it's, I've got my trousers on my ankles. The joke didn't work. I've got to pretend I'm researching masturbation. <laughs> It's my only way out. Yeah. It's the only way. Right, okay. But Showed why didn't working. he do what Alex would have done? Just start crying. Yeah, I should have started crying. Yeah. I would have loved it. That would have been for me. I would yeah. have laughed and I would have yeah. applauded. It also that. goes with masturbation, doesn't it? Absolutely loved it. If he was crying. <coughs> but he starts. Also, he's he's trying to wank it into looking more impressive, but he's getting nothing. So all he's doing is. <laughs> 
He's strapped to it. Um, doctor, go for a plastic surgeon. And go, what can I do about my dick? You can wank it into something better. Why didn't you try to wank it into something better? Well, I thought there would be some sort of like procedure. Well, no, wank it into something better. <laughs> what do you mean? Better. How does it know what I'm thinking? I'm... Look, you, all you do is you think how you want it. You just look at a picture of a dick that you like and then wank it into that dick. I have a question, though. Yes. Right. I have I... loads of fucking questions. <laughs> my question is, if it didn't need to have a corner and he was met, was it, was it yeah. sort of like yeah. was it sort yeah. of like a dog like masturbation where he's yeah. like making an L with a, like look like he's bailing water out of a yeah. out of like, yeah, a, like, yeah. like, like, like out of a little boat cleaning a scythe <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it looks like he's <laughs> he's like polishing a saber right, okay so okay right so, but all he's doing is stretching it and, and, and putting oh. it back together it's not it's not doing anything it's not it's not no blood's going to it no he's not getting anything going oh so he's just manipulating he's it he's trying to wank because he's just is a, he though or is he just trying to get the bend out maybe he, it's like it always wakes up Ben and I know I have, to, I have to just like manipulate it out right yeah. like, it'll be funnier once I've sorted it out guys I swear just bear with me okay but, right. like, so, but he's doing that and right. I'm at my depth I'm standing next to him on stage still I haven't left the stage yet the audience are booing you're part of the furious. act I'm like we're, we're a well we're a triple act really but we, yeah we're, but I'm standing there not knowing what to do and then at the top of the hill <laughs> right at the top of the hill there was a girl she'd been dressed as a dog all day she had a dog onesie a fluffy dog onesie on and she got up and she started running down the hill just full pace towards the stage with her ears flapping in the like properly like <laughs> looking like a superhero and she gets to the bottom of the hill jumps and clotheslines Ribo in midair while he's wanking <laughs> so just takes him out he lands on his back she jumps on him puts two knees on his shoulders and starts slapping him around the face but forehand backhand just fully going for it while he's still wanking and continuing also he's been shouting while he's wanking I forgot to mention this he's been shouting I'm going to come in your pussy again he's been doing a callback which actually is quite professional under the circumstances but he's still shouting that so she's slapping him he's shouting that and then they turn the lights off and that was the end of the whole festival right hold on I've just got to ask something now had you taken mushrooms or did this really that is the that is one of the weirdest stories I have ever what heard in my life was it yeah. but, 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 you know, the, uh, but oh no, the, in all that in all the madness and all the craziness right yeah. I still come back to him thinking what would be funny yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah I bring yeah. it back to what you thought comedy was yeah it's it's astounding isn't it yeah. how everyone how you can get it that wrong, yeah. Which was his heckle probably wasn't even a heckle. He was probably just trying to give us material. What if he was? What if he was actually yeah. just a pervert, an exhibitionist, and thought, "Hold on, I'm going to pretend I want to be a comedian. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get on that stage, and it's going to be the biggest audience of yeah. my life." Because usually I do this in phone boxes. Yeah, and you know, but no, now I'm in the woods. Yeah, right, and I can. I'm lit up. I've never had lighting before. He yeah. thinks. Yeah, and wow. back then, you know, comedians wanking in front of people wasn't as big as it is now. <laughs> But like, he was, was, was ahead of his time. He was ahead of his time. He could have been one of the greats. Oh, my God. We're talking about comedy, beginnings, mm. traumas. <laughs> um, yeah, plenty of those. <laughs> In fact, I had one the night I met you. I got a phone call from Ricky. It was the first time I'd ever spoken to him. And he... he He'd seen some of my bits on YouTube and whatnot. He asked me to come and open for him in Norway. And I was just like, this is amazing. Is this happening? Yeah, it's one of my comedy (laughs) heroes. And I met him in the dressing room in person for the first time for the gig. And then I I went up to open and I'd written on the plane 10 minutes of my 20 about Norway. I just thought, you know, that that would be a good way because I thought half, half my shit's not going to work. Uh-huh. So I, I'll write some some observations about Norway and I had some silly little bits that I thought would work. And I, I got out there and obviously 
I'm used to this now, but at the time, I wasn't used to it being half empty and people pouring in. Right. And um, straight away, I was like, okay, I can't just go into this material. I need to do some comparing here, admin. you know. I yes, know, it's terrible. I feel guilty about that. The support and, and acts got to have them coming yeah. in and sitting down immediately, for me. Like, yeah. Immediately struggling. And I looked over to my left and Ricky had pulled up like a like a milking stool kind of thing. And he was just sat there in the wings just watching. Oh, I was like, God. oh my God. Oh, okay, this is pressure. And um, I remember there was like a, li- a little argument broke out between these two guys and these two girls and they'd, they'd got the wrong seats. So I was like dealing with that. Oh, and um, oh God. I was like, come on, you know, let's just, just all get settled down. And I, I sort of, when I sorted out the argument between these four people, I got like a little bit of appreciation from the audience. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm it. Maybe I can kick off my material now. And at that moment, like another wave of like 100 people came in and everyone's attention was gone. And I literally, I just thought, there's nothing I can do here except be honest. So I just, I just, I just, I just just remember having a big exhalation. I just said, look, you lot don't know this, but for me, this is like one of the biggest nights of my life. I've never performed in front of a a crowd of this size doing comedy and and alongside Ricky Gervais as well. This is this huge deal for me. Like it could be a watershed moment and I'm fucking ushering. (laughs) And that was my first big big laugh. And it was also an important moment for me because sometimes just saying what you genuinely I'm a fir- feel... I'm a big believer in just being in vulnerable. Moment. Just be vulnerable. I, I, Actually this, That's the advice. I, I, advice doesn't work unless you live through it. You can't really... A, a young comedian saying to me, what, what advice is my first... They get, you know, on Twitter they say, what's the advice? And I can't leave anything other than be honest. Yeah. yeah. Say how you feel, slow it down a little bit, but be honest. Yeah. If you know... You know uh, and that, because so much of stand-up's about bravado and people thinking it's all about being cocky and, mm. yeah. and ego. But actually, I think the reverse can be true. It yep. can be about being vulnerable, being low status, playing around with all those ideas. I mean, I can't do that. I can't go out to 15,000 people and go, I'm a little bit yeah. nervous no, tonight. Not. No, but you're right. I, I think it's a time and a place and I think be in the moment but and be honest. you do play vulnerability. A lot of that stuff is that, you know, is the subtleties between the high status, the low status. That's exactly what I, I talked about this before. And... Um, I'm doing a little behind the scenes and this keeps cropping up on the behind the scenes documentary for the tour is that traditionally, particularly British comedy is about being low status. It's mm. about, it's not going to happen to us. It's raining again. The boss, the, the, yeah. the, the partner's nagging me that all that sort of things, but I'm low status. I'm nothing, right? I'm moaning out a lot and everyone's laughing because they go, yeah, right. He's having a worse day than us. And, mm. and that is, a that's really important, I think. Right? Yeah. And, you get to my level, and I think, well, how I can't lie. No. I can't pretend I'm I'm having trouble with money or <laughs> service on the fucking bus. Or yeah, yeah. I've got to be honest with it, and yeah. I and I do that with sort of irony, and I confront yeah. it, and I I I, I faux show off and all that, and yeah. they, I get that. Right, but how I do get low status is things that I that money can't help. No, absolutely. I'm, I'm short, you fat, old. I'm going bald. Exactly. I'm going, I'm going to die before you lot. <laughs> That's why, you know, it's like, don't stop. Once you will mortality out, money <laughs> yeah. has behind exactly. its worth. Don't be jealous of my money. I'm going to fucking die tomorrow. <laughs> Fuck all of you. There was yeah. a backlash. Totally. There was a backlash when Prince Harry and Prince William started talking publicly about depression. Yeah. Because, you know, they'd lost their mum at an early age. It was backlash to that. Like, wow. oh, come on. I know, like, I What know. do you mean, come on? They lost their <laughs> yeah, mum. Yeah, I know, right? exactly, yeah. So, you know, I, know. I, I think it's, it's it's one of those things constantly in, in British comedy, we come on and we punch ourselves in the face 
and we're we're hugely self-deprecating and like you say we're 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 apologetic but it is a sham in a way it's a, it's a sham because you're the you're clearly the most confident person in the room well you've got yeah. the mic as well you've got the power they've paid to see you yeah. but the, 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 the you know the other side of the coin is they can say well you still are the court jester we've paid yes. yeah. we've paid for you to dance yes. so fucking dance yeah Right, and and you've got to do it on your terms, you know. And but it gets back to you know doing the clubs where the hen party want you to say their name and they want to drink, and you're irrelevant almost. You're yeah. you're you're right. You're an usher, mm. and so I, I I don't want that, you know. But I sort of do what's best for me and the comedy, and that is the best for them. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I I do try my best and give them the best night, but. Mm. It's still got to be on your terms. Oh, 100%. Yeah, you know, absolutely. you don't take requests because they all go away happy. They go away happy if you've worked on the show and you've got something different to say. Yeah. You know, and it's it's almost like you honour them by doing your thing. That's how you honour them. Yeah. Not yeah. by doing what they think is the right thing to do, mm. you know. No, absolutely. Mm. But in that instance, just by being open, save the situation. yeah. Yeah, I guess I mean I'm talking more about, you know, where it's clearly some stuff you've prepared to yeah. to, to, to lower your status. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's fine, but I think too much of it's a bit like, mate, come on, you're, yeah, 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 <laughs> you, yeah. you're clearly a successful comedian. But, you're thinking um, your but feet, yeah, no, you? those moments where you just genuinely just lose the facade and just go, fuck, this, this, uh, this is fucked. I'm going to address it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the wor- I think the worst situation for that, where it, it didn't it work for me at all, was um, I'd had... The night before this gig, I had been on stage at Wembley Arena for a, a huge benefit gig, and uh, I was in between oh, two singers. I was in between Noel Gallagher and oh, who was the other singer? Can't remember, but someone huge. Yeah. And uh, uh, Russell Brand brought me on, and I did like ten minutes, um, twenty thousand people. The following night, I'd agreed to um, do a, a benefit gig for. Uh, the wife of a friend of mine who's like a human rights lawyer. Mm. So it was like a thing for human rights lawyers. And um, it was in in Notting Hill in West London. I, I went down there and immediately I was worried. So everyone was sat at round tables and there was a guy on stage talking about uh, human rights abuses of the last sort of five to ten years. Yeah. Right? That's a tough I know. And, act to follow. And, I, and I, was, I was saying to her, okay, I stood at the back of the room and I was like, Okay, am I going on straight after this guy? And she was like, Yeah, yeah, but it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And I was like, Have, and I was looking at people's plates and everything was set for dinner. And I was like, Have they eaten? Oh, no. And she was like, No, they haven't eaten. And I was like, When are they they serving after? And she was like, No, no, it it won't clash. It'll be fine. And I was like, Okay. And he finished. And it was, you know, that very polite applause. Wow. People like really concerned. And then she went, Right, go on, on on you go. And I was like, What? Is there no, there's no host? She was like, no, no, you just go. Do they even know on. they're getting comedy? And I was like, oh my god, I, I have to go on and tell them I'm going to do some comedy. That's an ambush. And it, oh, it was horrific. And that I shuffled is... onto stage. Yeah. And I, I well, there's got... so many things wrong with that gig. Oh, uh, that that just... is like, it's like you've created the worst gig possible there. Eating, uh, following someone oh, saying like human rights abuse. Backs to you. Didn't know there was a comedian. You've got to introduce yourself. Oh, saying, that's... I'm going to do. It was the most easily the most painful. Five minutes I've I've had on stage ever, and it was five minutes. I was supposed to do twenty, but I didn't get further than five because what happened was I I first off said I'm gonna you know I'm gonna do a bit of lighten the mood and gonna do a bit of comedy now, and 
people's backs were just like, what? You mon- didn't you just hear what? Oh my uh, god! Well, the, what, the, the, but the, I remember the, one of the first times I did. Um, there was a daytime show in England called um, This Morning, light-hearted magazine show where they do everything, and uh, they they did a shot of me sort of on the couch coming up and a wave, a wave, <laughs> and I waved and so I said, "I'm coming up." Uh, hilarious uh, comedian Ricky Gervais with his new children's book, Flanimals. But first, why do teenagers self-harm? <laughs> <laughs> and on the couch uh, with this. This like young girl with like you know oh, no, no oh skin God. on her arms, where she you know, and I'm thinking all the time. I'm thinking I've got to follow this. To follow, don't I don't know what is there a gap? Is there an is there an ad break? Yeah. My favourite stories are gigs that went wrong. Oh, you've come to the right place. <laughs> yeah, you've got you've got a, a backlog, haven't you? Yeah, I got. I mean, but you're angsty anyway. You've got that thing when you're sort of you're you're not comfortable in your skin. You've got a you've got a massive guilt, which I like. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, myself. So yeah, we, yeah, that's your thing, right? No, no. I mean that you, you're, 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 you're a person who's you've got a, you're burdened with a lovely big conscience. You're worried about, and I know you talk about that. You, mm. you're worried about, you know, all the things that that made you, and that's funny. I like that. I love angst. I love people mm. being vulnerable and nervous, even if they have to fake it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's nothing funny about confidence. No. Or people who are sure of themselves. I know. I know. They're, 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 they're such bad company. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, there's nothing, this is there's, me, take me as I am. Well, this well, is not going to work. It's <laughs> better to show the great holiday you had. Yeah. Or you want to hear the yeah. traumas. Yeah. You want to hear the worst. And that's what I meant, you know. Um, so go on. Come on. Well, pick, okay, I'll give you two options. Living room or Ibiza. <laughs> right, living room. Living room, okay. Well, this is... I always I only slightly worry about telling this because this is a real person, but I don't know their name or anything. Right. So I was in LA, and the thing is, in London, I gig all the time, most nights. But in LA, because I'm not very known there, it's very difficult to get gigs. So I take any gig that I can get. And there was a comic I did a gig with, and he said, and I said, do you know any gigs? And he said, uh, yeah, there's actually a gig I'm meant to be doing next week that I have to drop out of. Do you want to replace me? I said, yeah, sure. He said, it's at the living room. I said, great. So he gave me the address, and he'd written to the guy, and the guy said, yeah, that's fine. And I put the address in my sat nav, and I drive, and I end up in a street. There's no, I'm expecting like a cool bar or something, and it's just a, a house. <laughs> And I think, okay, and I check this address again. No, this seems to be the place. Maybe there's a mistake. Maybe I'll go. So I walk up to the house and I knock on the door and the door opens. And as soon as the door opens, I, could, I fully understand what is going on. And what is going on is a worry. And there's a man and he has a broken arm. I don't know why. A broken arm is a really good detail, but it's true. He stands with a broken arm and he goes, hey, you're here. We're just about to start. And I go, okay. And I look, it's a living room. It's, it's his living room and he has, it, it's like a hostage situation. There are two people in chairs <laughs> right. that are his neighbours that he has forced to come round to his gig in his living room. There is his roommate who is not part of the gig, who is smoking a bong on a beanbag and that's it. And, and, he, and him. But and it's he has a regular amp. gig though. He has an amp and a, and a mic. It's a little room as big as this studio and I think... I should run now. Yeah. But I also see the sadness in his eyes and I I'm like I See, I, that's what I mean. You're better. Yeah. that that is a no no for me. That is I I don't care what stage of the career I am, and I do feel sorry for him and it's weird, right? Yeah. But I have been lied to. I have been <laughs> this is not what I I couldn't I'd rather he was a serial killer than me have to do fifteen minutes of comedy. 
to him and his to, two neighbours. Two neighbours. Yeah. Well, so he goes. I sit. fear that less. <laughs> he said, "Well, it still could be that at this stage. I, I genuinely don't know if we're being lined up for the slaughter." And he says, <coughs> "He sits. He sits me next to the two neighbours, and I look at them like I genuinely look at them like I was just saying, like, are you okay?" And they both look at me like, "I mean, we're, we're just got to get through this." <laughs> so then I sit there. Man with plugs in his mic into the amp, and he goes, "Hey, welcome to the living room." And then oh, he's comparing it. Yeah, he compares his, <laughs> his own gig. So he hosts the gig. He does forty. This is like a kid at school. He does forty minutes. I run my own. I run my own thing. He does forty minutes. He does forty minutes on his newly broken arm, without humour. And and the thing is, because I'm nice and a whatever the word is, I'm trying to like fake laugh because it's so weird you're an audience now yeah. you're a paid audience I'm now audience stage. for this bit so the two neighbours are just sat there looking frightened but because I've smiled he has locked eyes with me <laughs> and does 40 minutes into my eyes He's are you being paid no 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 mate well, why you does anyone mind? do it because, well, I don't know. Because, well, to, I guess he... I Listen, anyway, he does the 40 <laughs> into my eyes with me going, ha, 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 like scared laughing. Ha, 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 ha. And then he goes, uh, we've got... Uh, and, and now we've got a real special guest. Uh, you know him from Derek and da-da-da. Uh, please welcome to the stage. I, I, want, I want my show capped out of this. <laughs> he says, I don't want you introducing... I don't, you're not from Derek. Right, okay. <laughs> welcome to the stage. Brett Gossin, a nice step two steps forward <laughs> turn to the the man who's smoking a bong has left he comes back in starts sorting you've through lost, some you've lost DVDs. a third of your audience <laughs> he starts going through some dvds to choose next to me anyway i commit because i think well i have to get through this <laughs> all jokes aside one of the best gigs of my life man with a broken arm greatest audience you could ever want really? he has the laugh of 50 people he's so he's like ah clapping clapping like I get through, I do my Did 15 you win minutes. over the neighbours? Yeah, even get the neighbours on board. Right. Uh, listen, it was a full house, three people. <laughs> that's, three, a... that's three fans you've picked up. Yeah, except now that's I'm talking amazing. about them in this context. But, and then I, I finish and I go, can I, I literally end by going, am I allowed to go now? <laughs> that's amazing. So that that sounds that is the worst gig I've ever heard of. Right. Oh, I think I got... Um, really? Sure you've got a, wor- you've got a think... worst... Well, well, no, maybe not worse, but <laughs> I mean, it's pretty bad if you're doing a gig and people don't know you're doing a gig. Um, right. So years ago, it's going back a long time, the Sex and the City film was coming out and uh, I was getting, I'd been going very little time, but I got offered £50, which was a lot. <laughs> they like to come and they said, well, we're going to have this thing where it's just like a screening in town. This was like, to me, I was like, oh my God, this is like show business. This yeah. is like massive. And they're like, yeah. we have this tiny little screening, just a little thing. And then we'd like you to do a little set. And I was like, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. So I get down, it's like in town. <laughs> And I basically get out of my cab and I'm just at a club, like a, like a bar that's like a Friday night, Felicity. It's like... But you're an established comic by now, weren't no, you? No, no. Oh. So I go in and I was like, you know, thinking, well, this must be the room downstairs and there's got to be, because it's just like a bar in the city, you know, like everyone's like, it's Friday and it's like, you know, come in, look at the crazy ride now, it's blaring, you know. And then, I see a, and then I see like, you know, like a screen you'd have in a broken science lab sort of hanging off the wall. Yeah. Like not even the size of, I'd say like maybe like 40 inches. This is a massive bar. So I was like, I need to, oh, and like, you know, it's packed around. I was like, excuse me, excuse me, do you know where the gig is? Do you know where the gig is? Like, yeah, this guy's speak to Paul, speak to Paul. So I go up, so basically, because it's in the DJ booth, in the DJ booth. So I go up these stairs and the DJ booth, the first thing you need to know is it's bricked up past my face. <laughs> it's a proper brick room. Yeah. So I was like, are you Paul? He's like, yeah, yeah, you're Ocean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, chat for a couple of minutes. <laughs> and then he hands me a cordless mic. 
I'm in a booth that's above my face. So I, I was like, like in in the sky as well. It's like in the middle of the wall. So they can't even see your face. Can't see my face, but there's music playing. And I went. Um, and Are people I went, dancing. No, it's not dancing, but it's like a proper all bar one vibe. Okay. You know, like it's not. It's not a. They turned the music. Went, oh, so I turned the music off. I went. That's good. Oh, is the film going to come on in here? In here? Like in this? They're not even got seats. People are like, mm. you know, you know. And then he goes. Uh, <laughs> he turns the music off. No difference. The noise is overwhelming, like a Wagamama level of noise. <laughs> no difference. <laughs> no difference. So he's like, I literally, you know, when someone does a nod to you, like, on you go. Like, so I was oh, like, goodness. I went, <laughs> I was like, hello. <laughs> I can't see anyone. I can't see anyone. And I, I can't remember the joke. I had a joke about being an ugly crier. It was quite early oh. on in my career. And I went, so I split up my boyfriend. I was quite <laughs> And he's looking at me like, this ain't going very well. And then I was like, but just because I think you need to see it, really. You need to see it. He's just next to me like, and the room's, no one's even looked up. No one's acknowledged oh, this is happening. God. And he went, you know what? I think, yeah, you know, you'd probably go down. And I went, oh, is there a stage downstairs? And he went, no, just I'll walk amongst them. Oh, so I've got a Why are you mic. doing this, both of you? Why are you You're when... so naive and oh. you don't know how to say no. God, you don't know how to say no. So I'm walking down and I'm, basically I'm walking through. You know, Bali, like body to body. Yeah. I've got a mic, so I look like a pranker. But, uh, <laughs> and I'm like this. In, but do you just do my set as is? So that someone will turn around and I'll be like, I had this bit about people where people who are competitive with problems. And I just do this voice and go, Well, can't you sell <laughs> <laughs> so I go, I said, I go, sympathy hijackers. So I was like, and then she's like, well, can't yourself like it? And this woman throws her drink. <laughs> and then she goes, what are you doing, mate? And then just walks off. So I'm just walking around, trying to get to the end of the set. And this is comic Brandy Bore. She's American. She's dead now. She's a lovely lady. But she, I said I was going to meet her for a drink after. Yeah. She walks through the fire. She was like, hey, mate. And I'm like, literally, <laughs> near, near the end of my set. <laughs> she's, the mic's so bad. She's talking to me on mic. She doesn't even know. I'm like, hey, but she was like, hey, man, what time? Does it start? What are we doing? And I was yeah. like, and I went, I'm doing it, Brad. <laughs> and I went, take it, please. Just take the mic. I have the money. I oh, please, please. I, I just want to go. I'll just take the mic. If you finish this off, you just, oh, I can't do it. And she was so good. She went, this is bullshit. Fuck this. And I was like, no, no, I can't. I'll just yeah. take the mic. You please, please take the mic. And I'll run off. I was like, just, you know, get my bag. <laughs> and uh, she was like, no, she brought me upstairs and she was like, this is. And I was just stood there behind her and she, they were like, that weren't great. And she was like, are you kidding? But she got my money because I was like, I don't want the money. But she was yeah. like, no, she got the money. But it was but, truly but like, I, had I don't experience. know how that how either of those i don't know how it got to that point it's i mean partly not not being able to say no and it to be honest i'd say well, no now though you should have said no there i'd show up and be like but no. i also the problem is i you am love I, 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 I think well, I, love I think i'd say no if i was homeless yeah and, and i wanted some food <laughs> i think i i, I think <laughs> <I'd> say... <laughs> the worst gig i've seen or been a part of it was just a train wreck of of like six comedians and the first two comics had had a falling out and so the first oh, comic went on great. and did some material about the second comic oh. but didn't name the second comic oh. so when the second comic got on stage he said that bit was about me and let me tell you what that motherfucker is really like and proceeded and this was real this was real. a proper real real gig back. Oh, wow. yeah. He was really angry. This is in Boston. I'm like 19. This is like at a college show oh. somewhere. And like it was billed as like a feel good night. But because it was open bar, like all of like there is a mixture of college students and like local toughs and shit like that. And 
And like people basically like what, start he, so like a nineteen fifties local tops, local tops. <laughs> well, you know some rascalians and hoodlums were there. Yeah, go on, sorry. No, but they're there. It's an open bar, and so like the college kids are like sinking into their seats, and everyone else is like, "Yeah, fucking what? What do you do?" Like they're they're trying to rile each other up, mm. and like, <laughs> and the second comic was like absolutely railing the first comic. The first comic comes back out on stage to mm. like to like that's not right let me tell you what this motherfucker really is like like here's i haven't even told you the good stuff so they're arguing on stage wow and yeah. the host is just like I- i'm on third so i'm like i said to the host like maybe you want to light him like maybe you want to give him the light tell him to tell him to get off stage and he's like no no let's see how it plays out maybe so you're like, worried about having to follow this <laughs> oh yeah of course because this like, is dynamite yeah. for the audience the audience, <laughs> the audience is <laughs> a real fight you, nothing no oh, comedy can compete no. with a real fight yeah yeah and so tom is the second comic says al you know alvin's always talking about some like you know some knife he, he's got like some like like they're literally like they've descended into like pettiness and someone in the back of the room goes i have a knife and then, oh. like, all the college students are like, it's time to leave. Like, literally, like, half the audience gets up and goes. Yeah. Just like, just like we don't want any part of this. Like, <laughs> like they're fighting our nice, like, social night that's sponsored by, like, the student activities group in, like, at, like, a, at, like, a very forward-thinking, <laughs> like, mostly girls' college. is like, we're out of here. And another guy goes, like, I also have a knife. And one guy pulls out a knife. Was that wow. a fucking knife? And now I'm like, I I don't I don't want to go on. Like I don't. Get out. And so the host, the host just goes, uh, like they finally stop. The host goes on stage, and I realize like the audience thinks like this is an act. Like the audience thinks that like yeah. what they've just witnessed is like a brilliant piece of like of like right. agitative comedy. Andy Kaufman. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I go out on stage. And I have like I start with some like shitty joke that I have about uh, about being Jewish, and uh, still to be fair, most of my act. And this guy goes boo. Another guy in the what? back of the room goes, "I'm Jewish," and he goes, "Fuck you!" And then they like start like making their way through this crowd, which we know has knives towards each other, and they legitimately start like scuffling. I'm on stage. The entire this audience- This is like a prison has, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is really weird. The entire audience has their back to me, and the host just comes up on stage, and he like grabs me by the shoulders, and he brings me off, and I'm like, oh, Sandy has prevailed. Like, I'm off stage, and he goes, let's bring back Tom and Alvin, and they both come back on stage, still fucking screaming at each other. And it's real. It is still real. It's still real. They're still furiously angry, and the entire audience, it was like, it was like a salve. Like, it kept, they kept Tom and Alvin backstage anytime, and like, four other comics had to go on, and people were still like, I'm sitting there at the back, and Joe List, who's a really funny Boston comic, like, walks in, totally unaware of what's happened. He's like, hey, can I run a premise by you? And I was like, it's it's not going to work. Whatever it is. <laughs> it's not about a <laughs> Let me ask you, is it about knives? Because I can tell <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I also don't have anything close to that, but I was at Tea in the Park. Yeah. And there's this big, fe- it's this big Scottish festival, and I'm, there are like 20 people scattered around, and Tyler, the creator, who's like a mm. hardcore rap, like, uses the n-word as a comma like he's next door and the sound bleed is profound like people like people can hear it more than they can hear me and there's a guy walks through in a high-vis vest and he's got a stick and he starts poking people who are lying on their backs 
in the mud. He's just poking them. And I'm like thinking like, what the fuck's he doing? And he gets to the back of the tent and he pokes this guy lying down and he's poking him. And then he just says something into his mic. His, his like walkie, he's got it towards the back. And I'm on stage like doing my act, but also like not pointing it out because I'm like, I don't you know, want to pull focus any more than, you know, Tyler's already making them pull focus. And a group of like, like about five minutes later, a group of paramedics come <laughs> running in and they start like a tent, like someone had just drug overdosed and was just lying in their back on the tent. And all you're thinking <laughs> is this is interrupting this great yeah, routine. Really <laughs> it's yeah. too close to the punchline. Yeah. Can we, okay. <laughs> I was yeah. thinking like, please, I, honestly, thank God's the back. I don't want anyone noticing this. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to mention it on stage because I'm afraid to pull focus on my shitty joke about the Godfather. <laughs> so like, they're like feverishly trying to save this guy's life. Oh God. Well, we know what makes Alex laugh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, uh, if you're pregnant, get, get a few tears of joy. If you're dying and being given yeah. important life-saving medicine, yeah. it, he finds that quite funny. Laughs at birth. Laughs at death. It's all a wheel. Oh, my God. Well, that's some pretty bad gigs. I love iron wine. So good. Uh, every I've time about them until that I keep now. missing them live. They're they're never where I am in the world. I even thought about um, promoting them at a time I knew I was going to be somewhere, so I could just go to the concert. Yeah, I was going to say, could you not just you know at the point where you could probably just get them get them across to yours, or like a sultan. Yeah, yeah, I could just I could just play the, my 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 garden. Yeah, there's I iron can... wine in my garden. Yeah, I mean you could at least ask them for a quote. I reckon. Yeah, I've been uh, offered those things. Where um like some Russian oligarch offers me ridiculous things to do like twenty minutes at his birthday party and stuff. Or yeah. I've never done them because I just think it'd be the it would be, be the worst gig ever. I did one once. Did you? Would you believe? Yeah, some poor bugger thought that I was like the answer to their. I think it was a thirtieth birthday or something. It was a it was a big birthday, but not big enough. It was a house and um, oh, and the intensity. It was the worst thing about it was that. Not not their fault, but um, yeah, because I'm not. Well, I wasn't famous enough to justify it. So they brought me out with this thing of now, nah, a bit of a surprise for you, ladies and gentlemen. You may well have seen him, but most of them I don't think had. So um, <laughs> I love it. So I, I just had to get up in front of this person's you. relatives, and so she was a big comedy fan, and oh. the, the, it was a couple. Of the, but most of the guests just looked at me and thought, "Yeah, I don't know, really. I'm going to need more backdrop to it than this." <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> So, for, given it was my only like paid celebrity appearance yeah. in that genre, I spent at least half of it just describing who I was and why I was there. It's <laughs> Amazing, very awkward. Really. There's just a terrible idea. They're a terrible idea for gigs. Do so you know what I mean? Yeah, you get those emails. Yeah. I got I got asked to do a wedding once, and I could, there weren't enough letters in the word no. <laughs> I know <laughs> that's a great phrase. Like yeah, yeah. You'd have had to no. say uh, the O loads of Not times. Yeah, me. But your I, wedding. Me. I mean, it really only makes sense when yeah. you are. Elton John playing on a, on a where everyone's at least heard of you yeah. and knows the odd song. Oh, if you're famous but, enough, it's like Jesus Christ, it's Elton John. But like, yeah, yeah. If, it's just, if it's just a half interesting person, to, to, you know, like, yeah, it, they, they, they really are thankless. In fact, a surprise of any sort when it's to do with entertainment or art, it's always a little bit dodgy. When we used to have to do like, yeah, um, there's a bit of a David parties. Brent about it. Well, in of fact. course, like uh, uh, half of them are not going to like this idea that most people just want to sit around drinking. Yeah, you know, it's like to bring on to bring on an improv Improv group, <laughs> fucking how? Yeah. I mean, they'd yeah. never do that anyway. I, improv is definitely 
harder to watch than do. So yeah, yeah. That my advice yeah, is it's never... It's harder to watch than most things. In fact. Yeah, yeah. Never, never bring on an improv group. <laughs> that would be the worst booking for a surprise appearance. It's I terrible. And, there's no, and also, audience participation. So you go, what? Yeah. So I'm, work, I'm working now, am I? Yeah. No, 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 no. Let's not do this. Yeah. So let's uh, end up with, I think, horror stories. Worst oh, yeah? gigs, worst, most embarrassing. I mean... I mean, whatever you do, the, the the funniest story is the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to anyone. Yeah, it's true. Um, I haven't got enough. As I say, it didn't count for me. My no, first tour yeah. was you, yeah, well, a theatre tour staying in castles. There was no angst. There was nothing going wrong. You came was... on the scene already doing an evening with Ricky Gervais. The I rest know. of us did not have that I know. Luxury. So I have to live, as, as I say, through, through your... Horror stories. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've got, I've got plenty that are just boring. Where it's just, I got on stage, nobody laughed. No, it was, uh, That's funny though. Yeah, I was, it's, I was it's there. Horrific. I remember doing. I, I think you sometimes remember the things you say that only made yourself laugh when you're having a bad gig. Mm. I remember doing a student union once, and all the, all the, uh, the, the game machines were still turned on oh. in the same oh, room. God, I hate that. You know, and me even saying how we do going. Normally, we'd ask for those machines to be turned off, but that football one cheers every 30 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> so that's actually working for me. You know, and, and, and even that, then just getting n- nothing, you know. And, yeah. A uh, pinball yeah. machine is, is pretty bad. Well, it's as funny, well. isn't it? Once they've lost faith in you, you could actually start doing really well, but it's. Well, sometimes, so we, sometimes people have just no faith from the word go. Sometimes you get up. I mean, I've had people go. Oh, I didn't realise there was even a comedian on. I go, oh, that, I, I I just died. You were in the room while I was dying and you didn't mm. even know it was it was happening. Like, but that's bad already, though. That's yeah. bad for comedy when people oh, yeah, haven't yeah. gone there. to. to yeah. if, at least if they've gone to see comedy, they've gone to laugh. They mm. want to laugh. It's mm. a, you've already won in a good comedy club. In a everyone good, wins. Well, that's the key word, good. I, think, I know. I think the worst yeah. is when me you... and Ed would have played some places that would not be described as good or I, even yeah. comedy clubs. <laughs> I think the worst is when you put it in the toilet yourself and you know that you did it. You, you know that it was, you are responsible. Oh yeah. I think you can divorce responsibility, yeah. and you'll you'll okay. You'll agree with this. In this, you'll blame an audience if a gig doesn't go well. You'll also credit an audience. Like sometimes you'll get off stage and it's been a it's been amazing. I agree. And you don't come off stage going, "Wow, I was fantastic no, tonight." No. You're going, "They were fantastic tonight." No, mm-hmm. in fact, it's fact, very often. I think yeah. I was wasn't very good tonight but they were they amazing, were amazing. Yeah. I know exactly. I agree and yeah. by the same token you can have a terrible gig and go Jesus they were arseholes you know yeah. but it's the ones you remember the ones where it was okay it was and fault. you put it in yeah. the toilet because of something stupid you said and, and like, what can that be is that just turning them against comic- you or well, just not being funny enough I or? remember doing a corporate gig most of my oh, bad they gigs don't are count. I've done two oh, corporate no, gigs you're taking the money it counts if you take oh, the money no. you got to be funny I did. I got offered those and the reason I did it right I was I said I was newly famous I think the office had just done and I got a corporate gig that was for, for 15 minutes. It was a, some sort mm. of marketing manager's award show. It was for 15 minutes, right, handing out the awards and, and, and saying who the winner of the fucking yeah. raffle was, right? And it was for more than my dad's wages. I understand. And I thought, I've got to do that, yeah. right? I've got to do it because I couldn't... How dare I not do that, right? And mm. that's what I convinced myself. I did it. I fucking hated myself and I never did another one. And, it w- and the reason I hated myself 
wasn't because it went badly. It was because it went well. Mm. And I was I was laughing along with them and, and going, is, is, is Joseph from the fucking accounts? How are you doing, boy? You all right? Uh, <laughs> and I hated myself. And I, I'm never going to do that again. I, I, I still do corporate gigs. I don't mind. Just the fact that everybody works in, in the same company is no reason to not want to make them laugh. It's just when they don't go well, you are somewhat constricted in what you're allowed to say. Yes. And if they don't go... And, and if you know, basically, if I die, it's generally going to be at a corporate gig. There's a much greater chance of dying because people are not there to see you. Yeah, and, but, and I, wasn't, I, I say, wasn't doing a moral issue, by no, the way. No, I wasn't sure. saying, I was saying, I, I hated it. Yeah. I, I, no, I, I hated a lot it, yeah. of people won't, do, won't, won't touch corporates. And there's now certain corporates I don't do. Like, I just don't do high-end financial anymore because I well, just don't get on with them. They just well, don't also, like there was, me. Yeah, there's some things I wouldn't do morally like yeah, that, sure. right? But I do adverts. And again, even then I choose them. But it's yeah. I, I, what I can't do is but be it, in the room for 15 what, my, minutes live. That's what I don't like. You can still be doing one and it's okay. And you can still fuck it up. Like, I remember doing one and it was for charter surveyors it was the I think it was the institute of chartered surveyors brilliant and everything was going fine until I accidentally called them quantity surveyors quantity surveyors being a, a particular branch of chartered surveyors but just I to love call that. them quantity surveyors and the whole play, and it that's took, amazing you know, and, that, and just remember that, oh that was just a stupid slip of the tongue that just tanked the gig you know stuff like that or if you I don't know if you've ever been in Warrington and accidentally called them Manchester or something like yeah. that well, they, yeah, you yeah. Know, that, that, that kind of thing I accidentally called these guys cunts well I, I did a, a, <laughs> I said no we're marketing managers I said that's what I said um, yeah I did an estate agents one once and I, and, I, and I had an opening line that I was doing for the longest time that worked very well which was I'm not going to swear tonight I'm going to keep it clean because as my mother always said, if you have to swear to get laughs, then you're obviously a cunt. And it always worked. And it was just the fact it was in my mouth. And it sounds, it's the sort of thing my mother would say. You know? And, it, and it just, I did it for all these estate agents and they just fucking hated me. And it was right. It was a, it's, a, it's, an, it's an inappropriate line for that room. Mm. Why? Because I think it's just too, they, they it's wanted too to be smart. Yeah. It yeah. was just too much. It's just too harsh yeah. a swear word for a, a, a you know a, a audience in business suits. It's just it was wrong. You know, yeah. I, you know and I, I fucked it. I fucked that gig. You know. So I, I, those are the ones that stick in my mind. Not ones where it's just a shitty comedy club, maybe like yelling and throwing shit, or student unions where you just didn't get a laugh. Because sometimes you do go, well, you know what? Nobody could have played that. Nobody could have done that. I the don't ones, like the them. I don't, the I, I've said my fault. I don't want to play those clubs when you're meant to win over a table of fucking drunk stag goers. Yeah. I, don't, I, I wouldn't want them as friends. Why do I want to make them laugh? I don't mm. want them to like me. So I'm not going to do that. Well, again, that is a luxury you could have. No, I know. On I, no, no, but I never. I but didn't. early on, when you're yeah. just establishing yourself on a club circuit, and you yeah. go out and you're playing the shitholes. There yeah. is, there, it, and it hasn't. I'm, and I'm glad I don't have to do it anymore. But there is an immense sense of pride of going on somewhere like, like late and live in Edinburgh in the early days of the French club, stuff like that, or really, really red club, where they, where they hate you from mm. the moment they look at you, and you turn it around, and you take that energy and you turn it around, and and they're cheering for you at the end. Well, that's great. It feels great. How much live stuff have you done? <laughs> have you done any? Uh, barely, barely any. So what barely have you done? Any? I, this is faster. This yeah. this gives me an adrenaline rush. Yeah. The right. idea of me being at the cusp of you thinking about doing stand up and trying it. Yeah. I I miss that. Yeah. Because I don't feel that I've started from scratch. Right. Yeah. I yeah. felt that I had a little bit of a boost. Oh, I've vaguely seen him on telly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I put the work in with the writing. I was confident. Mm. I was older. Mm. I was thirty eight. Mm. So that you know, and you you are um, but you're a bit cockier, mm. you know, um, uh, maybe, mm. maybe. Um, so so you've done what have you done? An open mic? So I've done like two two main ones, I'll say, right. And one of one of them was the first one I ever did was amazing, and and I think there was four hundred people there because it was a YouTube show. 
and I I compared it. Yeah. So mm. all the laughs I got, I felt were just just fake because they've seen me on YouTube. Yeah, and, yeah. and because I'm coming out, they're almost laughing that I'm just there. Yeah. Like, oh, that's, that's that guy that that we right. that takes the piss out of things. So yeah. any any joke yeah. I did, I just thought uh, it's kind. Of, I, I could just throw back to one of my videos and go, "Remember that one? Laugh." And that's not a joke. Like I'm not actually yeah. telling jokes. No, that's true. Uh, and, but uh, that's good that you know that. Mm, Some people mm. don't know that. Yeah, that, yeah, that's already showing a level of uh, self awareness that yeah. would be that is rare amongst comedians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I did another one. And it's the matter story, but it, it was the shittest moment ever. Long story short, I did a very, very terrible BBC Three program when I was much younger called Hotel of Mum and Dad, and it was when I was with a, uh, an ex-girlfriend. Can we move out? And can we survive like that? And oh, Jack's just a YouTuber who doesn't earn any money. Like, let's see how you get on in the in the real world. So the narrative they wanted to build was they said to me on the second to last day. By the way, what what's your what's your career? What's your what's your dream? And I was like, surely you should have asked me that on day one. Like, we're, yeah. on, like, we're on day four now. Like, <laughs> yeah. fuck me. Like, yeah. uh, so I said, oh, I just want to be a stand-up. So that, uh, an hour later, they come back and they went, we've got you a gig um, tomorrow. I've got no material. So I just went down to this local pub. Oh, my God. Right. Just <clears throat> oh. some shit written on my phone. Awful. Just awful jokes. Well, tell me, though. Tell I, me it. Tell I, me it. I, I love <laughs> this. I love this. No, I do. I love it. I love it. It, it was... Um, I, I, I thought I'd open with... Uh, oh, it's making me cringe. This is great. Um, uh, basically, there was a Twitter account called Uber Facts. I don't know if any... But none none of them were real facts. It was like, And it was verified. So it was like, who's, how's this happened? Yeah. But the first... The, one of the facts I was... I feel like I had a spat with them once. Yeah. Yeah, because they're not they're not facts. They're yeah, just, I said, yeah. How, I said, yeah, Uber Facts. Something like, um, Uber Facts. Uh, and I did a spoof that I'm... Um, uh, are not all facts, yeah, right? yeah. and they had to go back at me. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. mad. So it was. It was. They tweeted something like, um, "If somebody doesn't laugh at your jokes, they're seventy percent more likely to find you attractive, or something like that." So I opened with that, and then I went. So if this bombs, eh? As if to say, you all yeah. find me. Mm. And there was there was three people there, and as soon as <sighs> I'd done that, there was just a guy at the front, and he just went, "Oh." I just walked off, and then there were two. But, 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 but let me backtrack. Oh. So I got to the, I got oh. to this pub, and um, oh, I am not making this up. I promise you, this happened. Mm. I got to this pub, and um, I walked in, and there's this guy in a in a suit on the floor, full fully grown man, crying. And I'm like, what's going on there? Then spoke to the barman. Oh yeah, his his dad's died. They've just been to the funeral, and this is the wake. And I was like, that- and and I've got to stand in the corner and do some. What? And then I said to the guy, I went, oh, do you often have open mic thing? He went, no, nah, we, ne- we never do. It's just because <laughs> BBC Three got in touch and it was right around okay, the corner. Well, you have played the worst gig of your career. I mean, that, is, that, yeah, is, that, is, that is as bad as it will be. Yeah, you can't, right. you, it won't get worse than that. Yeah. I mean, there would have to be some sort of violence <laughs> so wait a minute, let for me it to be tra- worse than that. That's fucking so when, dreadful. Yeah. I mean, there are, there, are, there are little rules in comedy, like don't paper the house, don't have a shit PA, don't da-da-da. Mm. But, but don't play awake is surely one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't play yeah. awake is up there. But when you're not invited, <laughs> it's up there. when they didn't know you were coming yeah, yeah. yeah. don't yeah. crash awake but also if you're also it's another i mean there's so many rules to be broken there. if you are a venue and someone is having a wake in your venue don't organize a comedy night yeah well yeah the, yeah i know these are these are these We're are here pretty... to remember it off. oh by the way we've got some open mics the these, are, these yeah. are the rules yeah. that don't need to be written down yeah because they should be pretty obvious yeah the guy before me um was just playing an acoustic sort of lovely mellow yeah. tracks and then i've gone on 
We're speaking about Uber, Uber facts and penguins and stuff. This has been the best of Ricky Gervais's Deadly Serious. <laughs> Get every episode of Ricky Gervais's Deadly Serious in North America. Subscribe to Sirius XM internationally on iTunes and Amazon under audiobooks and YouTube.com slash Ricky Gervais.